This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 459. And you're listening to The Daniel Glass Show, only on Drummer's Resource. This is it, right here. Uh-huh. Then you gotta add some with a little trick. Ah, ah, you'll be swinging. Uh-huh. Right. It's The Daniel Glass Show on Drummer's Resource, offering a deeper look into Daniel's unique take on music, drumming, and life. Philosophy, motivation, musical deconstructions, and conversations with influential voices in the music industry. Hey everybody, want to welcome you back to another episode of the Daniel Glass Show right here on Drummer's Resource, and uh, Happy New Year! This is my first recording, my first, uh, my first podcast of 2019, Brave New World, Brave new planet we're living on uh and um i'm actually i had a i actually had a very good year in 2018 i feel very blessed very lucky uh things were burning on all fronts uh the gigging front the teaching front um the planning and the scheming front in terms of new projects i have some big new projects in the works for 2019 i'm super excited about i'm not going to yet talk about them but i want to sort of whet your appetites um, I should also mention that within the next week or so, I'm going to be launching the registration for the 2019 Daniel Glass Jazz Intensive, the Daniel Glass New York Jazz Intensive, I should say. Um, probably most of, of the listeners here, uh, the regular listeners are familiar with um, that. It's four days and four nights um, with me and a lot of amazing jazz in New York City, both on the educational side and we, we go out into the clubs and we make the scene. So if you are a lover of jazz, um, go over to the 2018 Jazz Intensive page on my website. I think it's uh, the Clinics Intensives tab. You click on there, you'll see the link to the, to the Jazz Intensive. Um, so we're just about ready to open the registration. The dates are June uh, 7 through 11, I believe, 7, 8, 9, 7 through 10, uh, 2019, and you can get all the scoop there, but we're about to open. We'll have some early bird uh, spots and some super early bird spots, both of which will be at a significant discount, um, so up to $200 off the regular price. Uh, so that is coming soon, and um, I guess I just want to begin the new year by um, you know, I try to base a lot of these podcasts on just whatever's happening to me in my life at the moment. And I had an experience, you know, it, in my uh, s- sort of s- position as a New York freelancer and somebody who travels around with different acts, um, and I'm not on, say, the road with one consistent band, I'm not playing with one consistent band all the time, uh, I, I have to encounter a lot of rental gear, whether it is um, going to different uh, cities and they have, um, you know, backline provided or going to different clubs around New York City or traveling to different venues. Um, In general, I am actually, for the last many years now, not playing my own drums on a lot of the gigs that I do. Uh, And I don't have control over that. And I find, you know, sometimes find myself, I I did a huge run of gigs. um, I'd say something like 53 or 54 days out of 60 in the months of November, December 2018, which was great, happy about it. But sometimes it can become very discouraging when you are constantly having, you know, having to prove yourself, play your best on 
a kit that that you have little control over, say, the heads that are on it, what condition they are, what condition the hardware is in, what condition, uh, you know, the general vibe. Okay, can you adjust the throne? How well can you do these things? Um, generally, I bring my own snare drum and cymbals and sometimes my own pedal. So at least sort of three out of four basic surfaces uh, I have control over. But... Um, it isn't really necessarily control, and, and you're often hamstrung. So I some, sometimes find myself getting embittered by this and just being, you know, pissed because it's New York City. The artists that I'm playing with, there's a very high expectation of what kind of level of playing I'm supposed to produce. I'm always under pressure. Um, you know, the city is full of amazing drummers. So if you don't, if you're not hanging on the gig, uh, there's always somebody in line ready to jump in. And it can be frustrating because you say, you know, if I, I played poorly tonight, but it's because I had this crappy situation to deal with. I literally remembering I was, I was out with Marilyn May, who's an artist I work with fairly regularly, we were in a club in the Berkshires of Massachusetts, and the drum set they provided was literally, I mean, most of the time I get pretty good gear. And for example, if I'm doing bigger gigs, uh, I've been working with uh, one of the Real Housewives, the Countess Luanne de Lesseps. So they ask me for my rider, and generally they provide me my DWs, and even they'll you know put the heads on that I want and, and all that. So I'm that, there I can really get myself into the right zone. But sometimes on these smaller gigs, whatever they got is whatever you get. And I was doing this gig, I swear to God, this drum set they provided me, it was a no-name brand. I mean, it was literally a toy. And I was I was kind of pissed because, you know, very rarely do I have to play on something that is practically, uh, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's like a no-name, you know, Taiwanese brand or something. Um, it, and and it's, it's frustrating. But the point I want to get to here is that in those moments, and I'm sure we've all had those kind of moments, you ha- I always remember the phrase, it's a poor craftsman who blames his tools. And of course, you could make this, you know, it's a poor craftswoman that blames her tools. Uh, but, you know, this phrase comes to my mind, and I have to keep telling myself over and over again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're playing. You know, there's a famous story I'm always reminded of uh, when people talk about Buddy Rich. And Buddy Rich, you know, not only was out there touring using his own drums, but he was a real man about town. And he often went to other people's gigs. And he was was not a a hermit, uh, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. He he was out there. um, And so there's lots of stories you hear about him going to see the Count Basie Orchestra, going to see this band, Mel Torme, or whatever. And they would say, oh, well, why don't you sit in, buddy, for a tune? And he would sit in, and it wouldn't matter what drum set he was using. It always sounded like Buddy. It always sounded like it was him on his drums uh, with his band, how he would sound on those records. And that, you know, really made me, makes me, um, uh, you know, drives me, I guess you could say, to be a a better uh, drummer, a better, have a better attitude. Um, you know, it, whatever you have to deal with, that's what you have to deal with. Accept it, deal with it, adjust whatever you can, and play as well as you can. 
and don't make excuses, right? It's always easy for us to make excuses and blame other things. Oh, I couldn't hear the bass player. Oh, I couldn't, you know, the lights were in my eyes. Uh, you know, uh, the gear sucked. Things weren't tuned up right. You know, whatever it may be. I was playing rental drums. Um, <clears throat> don't make excuses. And it's, it's pure and simple. Bring it, be ready, be prepared, and deal with it. You know, and I, I have a podcast uh, that I did a while back, more specifically called Winging It. And I suppose maybe this would come, come across that. But, you know, there's a lot of hacks that you can use. I carry drum tacks with me at all times. So if a drum just isn't going to tune the way I want it to, bam, I throw some drum tacks on there to muffle that thing, you know. Um, and uh, sometimes I bring an extra head with me, snare drum head, if I can't bring my snare drum. I'll always try to bring cymbals as best I can, but sometimes I can't. You know, maybe I can bring a suitcase, but I can't bring a cymbal bag because they're not going to pay for the extra charges. I don't want to drop whatever, 50 bucks or whatever it is, 80 bucks, you know, by the time you get through the round trip. Uh, so I got to deal with what's there. Don't be afraid to put tape on things. Don't be afraid to you know, bring radically different size sticks. Try to be prepared for, you know, think ahead. What am I going to be playing? What is the, if you don't know what the room is, look it up on, uh, on the internet. See if you can find pictures of the venue. Um, you know, and there's even less of an excuse if, uh, you're using your own drums all the time and you've got a car that you can bring them to. That's the other thing that makes it hard for a New York drummer is that I don't necessarily have a lot of room to bring a patch kit with me or to bring a, a little toolbox that has a variety of felts and washers. You know, you get to, to get to a club and there's no, um, you know, there. The, another thing that always happens to me is um, there's a, one particular club I play in New York uh, where I do a 1920s gig. Uh, so I bring my vintage 1920 symbols, and the holes in the 1920 symbols are uh, undersized. So they're very small symbols, and or the hole is small, so they don't fit over those big, heavy, honking plastic, you know, inserts that uh, screw down on the top of a symbol stand. So I've had to scramble a bunch of times and figure out other ways to deal with that. Find something else to use as a sleeve. Flip the um, flip the the plastic thing over so it sits on the plastic thing, um, but uh, you know still allows the symbol to to uh, to, to 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 function. Um, you know I've done all kinds of, of crazy hacks, as it were, to to make these things work. And and I'm just sort of thinking of of the different situations I'm thrown into here in New York. But you know. Come up with solutions and don't make excuses. I'm reminded of a video I once saw uh, that actually I have my students watch. Of um, it was uh, it's a YouTube video. I'll definitely put the link in the show notes. You got to check this video out. Uh, it was a performance during New Orleans Jazz Fest, um, and you know Jazz Fest is this huge festival. There's a million venues. Uh, there's tons of bands that come from all over the world, plus all the great New Orleans musicians. And jazz, New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Fest every year. It's one of the best music festivals out there. And this is from a TV appearance done by Delphio Marsalis, which is who is Wynton Marsalis' trombone-playing brother. Delphio Marsalis and his 
a quartet or quintet um, during Jazz Fest. And they go to this radio station or TV station. It almost looks like a public access TV station. And they perform a couple of numbers. And it is of the lowest quality. The station doesn't really look like this room is designed for music. Uh, the miking is terrible. And the drummer, Herlin Riley, uh, has to bring, he's brought a very small kit, kick, snare, a rack tom, one cymbal, and a hi-hat. And, you know, I've been in those situations where you're in a space where the sound is terrible, the PA is terrible, it's not really designed for music, you know, it's some weird thing like this, a public access television station. And he has a very small drum set. I don't know if it's his, his own personal kit and he just brought the minimum amount. But that dude makes so much music happen on simply a, you know, on this very small kit that it, 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 just, it just doesn't matter. And you could tell, you know, it's the kind of situation where he could have easily just been, man, this sucks. He could have phoned it in. He could have, you know, not brought his all to the table and instead plays his butt off and makes the most out of those limitations. So um, that's a perfect example of somebody who is not blaming his tools and not blaming the environment. He's doing what he does. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter how big his drum set is. He's going to bring it and he's going to be ready and do 100%. So I think a lot of, you know, because it's the beginning of a new year, let's make a resolution that we're not going to blame everything else for if we don't have a good night. We ultimately are responsible for how we play. We're responsible for our attitude. We're responsible for our professionalism. And, you know, this this goes for those uh, of you who are listening who are not professionals, but in your own band. I, I did a podcast a while ago called, you know, Leader or Sideman, Which One Are You? Sometimes we, we wear both hats. Um, not necessarily at the same time, but, you know, in some situations I'm a leader, in other situations I'm a sideman. And it's about, again, knowing what your position is and then fulfilling that 24-7, you know, every gig, every time. Um, It's, you know, if we want to be where we want to go as musicians, whether it's playing in a particular band or making more money or, um, you know... uh, getting better gigs, getting more gigs. All of these things require this kind of just, it's, it can't even be questioned. And, you know, I, I'm a professional musician. I work a lot and I'm working in New York and I'm really happy about it, but I can find myself at times leaning towards whining or complaining or making excuses. You know, the rest of the band, they don't want to hear excuses. Everybody's in the same boat. Often bass players have to have to play through crappy amps. Piano players have to play with an out-of-tune piano. And uh, it doesn't matter. You know, bring it. <laughs> just, just bring it. So that's part one. of. And I'm not trying to put anybody down here. I'm trying to inspire. I'm trying to inspire. I'm trying to, you know... Tell everybody, step up. Let's let's be more uh, professional. Uh, let's be more, um, you know, inspirational. Let's be leaders. Even if we're sidemen, let's be leaders as far as our attitude is concerned. So in the spirit of the new year, in the spirit of readjusting ourselves and refocusing ourselves, I want to introduce you guys to one of the most powerful books that I ever read in my life. 
Uh, it's a book in a way about this subject. Um, and it's a book that I always recommend to people. I don't believe I've ever talked about it here on this podcast, but it is an extremely powerful little book. It's a small book. You can read it in a day. Uh, it's called The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements. And maybe some of you have heard of it. Uh, it's by a Mexican gentleman named Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, he's kind of a spiritualist, talks about Toltec spirituality and neo-shamanistic stuff. Now, before you go, oh God, some weird spiritualistic hippy-dippy stuff, let me tell you, this book cuts to the heart of what it's all about, the human condition, in a very practical and non-hippy-dippy uh, kind of a way. Because I'm, you know, I roll my eyes at some of the spiritually things out there, but I think there are a lot of good, good stuff, too, about the laws of attraction and things like that that are very valuable for us. So, basically, if you get this book, chapter one is a little bit of the spiritualistic, shamanistic kind of stuff, but the, the next chapters talk about the four agreements, and the whole idea is that you're going to make these agreements with yourself, and you're going to um, not let anything throw you off of these agreements. They're very simple uh, in, in concept, in understanding them, but they're hard to do to actually change the way that we think about things. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to um, go through these, these four agreements. And um, the first is be impeccable with your word. So I'm going to going to quote uh, from the book, gives just a little overview of, of what he's talking about. So agreement number one that you're going to make with yourself, and these are sort of like New Year's resolutions, but I have to reaffirm them all the time. Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others, and use the power of your words in the direction of truth and love. So, um, only say what you mean, and not only should you use your words not, you know, to gossip or to talk trash about others, but also about yourself, because a lot of people out there, you know, may talk kindly of others, but they never have anything nice to say about themselves, and that's an important one, especially for us as musicians, um, that, you know, if you don't want somebody to think badly of you, then the first words about yourself or your accomplishments or what you're about should not always be negative. And that's an important one as musicians because a lot of us tend to be very hard on ourselves and all we can see are the negatives, right? All we can see are the the, the failures or the, the things that we don't like about ourselves. And so somebody comes up and says, yeah, man, that was a great gig. You sounded great. No, I sucked and this and that, and I did this and I did that. I, you know, nah, I'm not, you know, you meet someone like that and you're like, all right, I guess you do suck. Or you then focus on all the things that, that maybe were the downside of their performance. So I try and I've, I've gotten better at this over the years because I've always been really critical of myself. Um, but I try not to talk too much trash. I try to be impeccable with my word. Uh, and I try to not, if I have issues with my own playing, I keep them to myself for the most part, because there's no reason why anybody else needs to hear them, you know, unless you feel like there's some kind of 
an issue amongst amongst the band members. But just don't get into the habit of putting yourself down whenever somebody compliments you, for example. All right, so I'm not going to go too deeply into this, but he speaks very eloquently about these things, and it really, really strikes home when you read this book. So the second agreement is don't make assumptions. This is a really hard one to do. So I'm going to quote a little bit from the book, his own words. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. And I agree 100%. Um, It's too often that something is said or we see someone's action and we immediately jump to a conclusion about what it is that they're getting at or we assume that we know what is happening. And What's amazing is when I read this book, I started to notice how I would do this. And I did a lot of these things so often that I would not, um, I would not even notice that I was doing them. When I began to notice that I was doing them, it's like, oh, there it is. I was not impeccable with my word there. Or I made an assumption about what that person was doing. Um, again, these things sound easy. They sound simple. They're like, yeah, whatever. I've heard that before. Read the book, I'm telling you, and then really begin to think about these things and see these things in your life as a person, as a musician. I feel like when I read this book, it was, and I didn't read it until probably my early 40s, um, about 10 years ago, and it was a major light switch that went on for me. And maybe I was just at that place in my life where I was ready to like kind of commit in those directions because it is a commitment, but read the damn book. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Number three, agreement number three, don't take anything personally. This is a really hard one, right? Um, Let me quote from Don Miguel Ruiz again. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. So, in other words, you can't take in what others say about you or in their attempt to be hurtful. That was a really important one for me. Um, You know, if you get into a fight with somebody and they say something hurtful, you don't have to take that. You don't have to take that in and either react angrily or be hurt or be crushed. And of course, this is the most difficult thing for us to do with those that we are closest to, right? Parents, children, spouse, uh, loved one. Um, But we have to be able to step back and try to look at things that people say to us uh, and don't don't take it. You don't have to take it. Just because they give it doesn't mean that you have to take it. So in a way, this is sort of the uh, inverse of be impeccable with your word. In other words, think before you say something that maybe just comes off as a casually hurtful comment to somebody. Or often when we fight, I know when I fight, you know, with my wife, I'm often tempted to to like say something hurtful that may have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm mad and I feel hurt, so I want to hurt her. And I might say something that really has nothing to do with this the conversation we're having, but uh, I want to hurt her. So, you know, and that's not good because that could escalate things. That could make things, you know, worse in the long run. And why say it if it isn't relevant to what it is that you're discussing? 
or fighting about or whatever. Um, so on the reverse, don't take anything personally. Somebody may say something just to hurt you or to punish you. And it may be because they feel less than about themselves. It may be because they feel hurt by what's happening. And so, you know, you got to step back and say, you know what? I'm not going to, I understand that you feel that way. And, but inside it, it is, doesn't have to do with me and I don't have to be hurt by this thing. Right? Hopefully that, hopefully that makes sense. And again, these things are, they sound simple to do them and to make those changes in your life. It takes work. It takes awareness, but you know, I, I'm a happier person in life since I read this book because I'm more aware of these things and I, you know, I try not to, uh, to take things, take things personally. Um, always do your best. This is the last one. And this again, really ties it back into the very first thought that I brought today, which is, uh, it's a poor craftsman that blames his tools, his or her tools. Uh, always do your best. So here's the quote on this one from, from the author. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. But under any circumstances, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. And that's what I try to do. I try to say, you know, did I do my best in that situation? If you did your best, honestly, if you truly did your best, then you couldn't have done any better, at least at that moment. And if there were negative consequences, well, there's nothing you can do about it, right? If you didn't do your best, then you're going to be filled with self-judgment or regret, or you're going to put yourself down. And of course, this comes back to you know, don't take anything personally. Uh, if, if, if somebody, you know, fires you from a band or from a gig or somebody, uh, does something, you know, says something mean or nasty about you, if you in your heart of hearts know that you brought it and you did your absolute best under those circumstances, then that's okay. And it may be that it's a a bad thing came out of it, but you did your best. And and that really resonated with me too, because I was always, and still am, my tendency is always to blame myself. If something something bad happens to me, I deserved it. I caused it. Um, it was because of something that I did. Because I'm a big, big uh, fan of, of self-responsibility, you know, and I believe that I can make my own destiny, uh, good or bad, uh, and I, I can be responsible for my own, my own destiny, my own future. So if something happened that was bad, I would immediately blame myself because I could have done something, this, that, and the other. But when I read this book, I again was brought to this place of, you know what? I'm going to bring my best. And that means you got to be prepared every time you step out. And we're talking about music, but this, these are life lessons as well. But every time you step out for a gig, a rehearsal, Bring your best. Don't make a half-assed effort ever. You know, up the bar. And I know we hear these things and there's a lot of sort of uh, motivational speakers going on and a lot of motivational podcasts and all that kind of stuff. But um, what is your best and can you strive for that all the time, every time, you know? So to me, these four agreements have helped me, I feel, to live a life with much more integrity um, and to be become the person that I want to be in the world, to 
to have the destiny that I want, to do the things in life that I want to do, and to be somebody that, you know, I can wake up every day in the mirror and look in the mirror and say, am I a good human being? Am I being the best Daniel that I can be today? And hopefully the answer is yes. You know, there's nothing worse than regrets. There's nothing worse than lies, which means you're hiding things from people or you're you're lying to yourself, um, you know, that doesn't feel good. And I don't like carrying that stuff around. I don't like carrying around grudges. I don't like being angry at somebody, even if they wronged me in a way that, that they were truly wronged me and I was on the, on the right side. I don't like feeling all that negativity. I don't want to f- be filled with negativity as I go through life. I want to be filled with positivity. And again, sometimes we don't even realize that our way of walking through life is filled with negativity uh, until we read a book like this and we go, wow, you mean there's another way to feel, there's another way to be that actually can feel great. You know, a lot of us sees the Tony Robbins of the world or the, you know, uh, those kinds of folks. And we go, well, that's, you know, that's, that's, I can never be that way. That guy's happy all the time or that guy's pushing all the time. I, I, I think in the drumming world, somebody who I was incredulous, incredulous about how his attitude could be so positive every day is, was my is Zorro, who was, you know, one of, to this day, one of my great mentors and somebody who helped me to move towards the place that I am now. And I'm very grateful to him uh, in terms of how I approach the world and what I try to do when I get up every day as a musician, as a person. Um, it's not easy. And it, it takes a lot of humility of us saying to ourselves, Am I doing this? Could I be more impeccable with my word? If Could I make the choice not to say this hurtful thing? Can I make the choice to um, not allow what that person said to for me to take that personally? And you gotta, you have to kind of always be aware of those things because the knee-jerk reaction often is, hell no, I'm going to say something mean. I'm going to get him back, you know, or her back or whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay them low. You know, we lie awake thinking about all the nasty stuff we could have said that would have really put that person in their place and this and that. But I, you know, to me, I'd rather let that, a lot of that go because it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me to hold on to these kinds of negativities and these kinds of regrets. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. I didn't want to go on too long about this today. The four agreements, I'll repeat them again. Be impeccable with your word. Don't make assumptions. Don't take anything personally and always do your best. I swear to God, this book changed my life and it can have a big impact on you as well. And remember that don't blame your tools. Be prepared and be ready to work with whatever you get and bring your best. And I guarantee you things will start to move in your way, the way you want them to. So with that, I hope you have uh, have had a wonderful, blessed, happy new year as we look forward to a new year or whatever time you listen to this podcast. Continue to recalibrate, continue to hunker down, continue to refocus your energies towards growing and moving to the place that you want to get to both as a drummer slash musician slash human being all right so thanks a lot for listening uh if you want to you can follow me on the facebook if you'd like to be added to my uh e-newsletter list i invite you to send me an email 
or message me on Facebook. Send me your email address. I love to hear from you guys, and I want to know what you're thinking about, what topics you'd like to see covered. There's a lot of exciting stuff. I was going over my topics list for this year, a lot of cool new things we're going to cover. So I just wanted to get us off with a bang. Thanks so much, and keep swinging, people. Keep swinging, people.